What is up, guys? Welcome back to Let's Thrive Podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Dree. And we are back with the, I think, the last episode of the bikini series. Yes. And we're going to be talking about post-show today. Post-show? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where do we even start? Okay, so. Yeah, I guess we can talk about our own experiences and then just give you guys some tips if you're trying to navigate post-show or even just if you're coming out of some extreme diet just in your own life and you're just trying to reverse out of it, you might have similar um, things going on. But yeah, I guess we can talk about our own experiences. Yeah, post-show clearly is after show, after extreme dieting and trying to get back into your normal routine with life. And finding that balance, again, can be kind of hard because you were so strict and disciplined for about whatever the amount of weeks you were prepping for. So that could be anywhere between like... Mm -hmm. 12 to 20 so it just really depends but honestly being in such a strict routine is kind of hard to get out of and getting out of it from one day to the next if you're not doing it properly it's just a tornado spin in my opinion (laughs) yeah that's a good way to put it and like personally I did not I didn't really realize I thought post show was going to be easy like I hadn't looked into it at all I hadn't heard anyone's stories I didn't talk to anyone about it so Coming out of show, I was like, oh, it's this is so easy. Now I just get a reverse diet. The hard part is done. Like, I literally went into it so um, oblivious, I guess, to, like, what actually is goes on post-show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, for me, post-show, I didn't even have any sort of structure that I had planned to follow. So I kind of was just like, well, now I can eat, so I'm going to eat. Yeah. So I kind of knew to stay within a similar caloric intake from what I was right after show. So that peak week or whatever followed, I tried to mimic that going after and out of my show. But clearly that was not working out for me because I was unhappy with the meals that I was eating considering I had just prepped for so long. I wanted tasty, yummy foods. So I would kind of be like, okay, well, I'll have sushi here and there. And then sushi here and there became sushi like every other day. (laughs) And then I was like, well, you know what? I really want spaghetti. And then spaghetti became like here and there. And then it became every other day. And then I ended up not really tracking anything, not really eating what I was supposed to. And kind of just let my body crave. And I satisfied it. And sometimes... At most times, it became a little too much where I was uncomfortably full, not digesting, so much water retention, so much bloating. Body image was literally horrible. It was just a train wreck. Wow. Um, Wait, I wanted to ask you, were you still working with your prep coach during that time period or did you just like stop working with him after? Yeah, so it was my uncle and... We, he kind of guided me on like what I should do after, but we didn't really discuss much post-show. Um... I knew what I needed to do, but at the same time, I was in denial, I guess, because I was like, well, now I have the opportunity to eat anything and everything, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. So I kind of didn't do what I knew what I was supposed to. So that was the discipline that I instilled in myself, just out the door Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. one day to the next. Yeah. Yeah, post-show is hard, and I was going through, like, a rough patch with, like, my coach and I was trying kind of in that transition of going over to a new coach but I was probably I was with my coach that I was with through prep which I do recommend staying with a coach in the post-show period because I know there's some people that either don't have good experience with their coach or they don't want to pay for them anymore or whatever after their show for whatever reason they don't think they need to work with their coach in the post-show period and I think that's like one of the most crucial times to be working with your coach still um 
just so they can walk you through that period. And yeah, I struggled hard post-show. I like wouldn't say I was like crazy, like binging type of things. Like I wasn't going completely off the rails, but my relationship with food was shit. My relationship with my body was shit. (laughs) Everything was shit. Like I just felt so out of touch with my body. I still had my period was still gone. My hunger cues were all over the place because you go from literally depriving yourself, like starving yourself, and your hunger cues are so, so far off that once you start, your body's like, hey, I have like this food. It's really, really easy to put on fat in that time period because your body is just so sensitive and you're probably overeating. Your metabolism is super down-regulated after your show from eating so little food that when you start eating a lot of food, you're going to put on fat just because your metabolism, your maintenance is like what, like 1,500 calories, maybe even less than that. I don't know. Um, So then when you start eating that high amount of food, you're just going to easily put on fat and then that's just going to really fuck with you mentally. And it did. (laughs) (laughs) For a long time. So um, when I was struggling post-show, I was like really just wondering why, like I'm such a disciplined person, like what the heck is going on? Why can't I stick to this? But I think just like it's important to know that It doesn't mean you're lacking discipline or any of those things. If you're able to go through a whole prep, you do have the discipline. You've cultivated that. But after show, there's a lot of things that go on like physiologically with your body that are just like really, really make it hard to control. Yeah, like post-show for me, I did some of the binging. And typically it was more at night than it was anything else because I thought I was eating good throughout the day and I felt like I was for the most part but then when it came down to nighttime I was like oh I want some popcorners or I want some kettle corn oh the popcorners yeah (laughs) the white cheddar those get me so I'd sit there and I'd eat them and I'm like you know what like if I already eat this much might as well have the bag Mm -hmm. so then I'd have the bag of whatever it was I was eating or like at the time I was living in a townhome so James would be upstairs like Um, on his video games with his friends or something like right before bed just cooling down the night and I was like okay well he won't know if I'm going into the pantry (laughs) so I would go into the pantry and snack and then I would tell myself like oh you did fine today like you hit your macros when clearly I was like tripling my macros Mm -hmm. and like I just had so much guilt in me and it was so hard for me to speak up about it because Mm -hmm. I went through this prep, I was so disciplined through this prep, and now here I am post-show struggling to find that route of becoming a healthier version of myself, so Mm -hmm. I was just really stuck, and I remember like one morning, I was going to work, and I got to work, and one of my friends who was a coach with me at the time, there at the facility I was working at, I was like, I am struggling post-show, I was like, I am struggling with binging, Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know how to control it. And she's very knowledgeable in exercise science and nutrition and all that good stuff. So she recommended me a book, and she's very faith-based too. So she was, like, talking to me about, like, overcoming it through Jesus and finding my love through Jesus again. What book was it? I don't remember exactly. She sent me the link on Amazon. It had to do with binging. It literally had binging in the title. But I'm going to look through our messages and find that link again. Um, But, yeah, it it was very helpful. But it was really nice to have someone who was very understanding, who had gone through a binging occurrence herself and was able to kind of guide me and just kind of show me that, like, in order to love myself, I needed to know that Jesus loved me. 
and for who I was and all that good stuff. So I really, really, really fell deeper in love with myself through Jesus, through the whole post-show binging process, because, like, I am made the way I am because that's the image he wanted me in. It wasn't made to crave, was it? Mm-mm, no. Okay, because that just reminded me again. of, okay, that reminded me of a book that I, because I definitely, if we think of the book that you read, we should definitely put it, like, in the show notes, and maybe it'll help somebody else, but, because I remember I had this book so long ago called Made to Crave, Satisfying Your Deepest Desire with God, Not Food, so that kind of, like, reminded me of that book. I should have read that book post-show. I should have read a lot of things post-show, <laughs> except I was reading menus. <laughs> oh, my God. I never passed that, so, kind of. <laughs> Dally, come here. You can't have Bree's meal prep. He said, mm, beef and rice. <laughs> but, yeah, post-show is tricky. I feel like maybe the first six to eight weeks were the hardest. Yeah. And then after I kind of found my body balancing out where I was in the average intake I was taking because honestly I wasn't even tracking post-show like I should have been but eventually I set myself up for some macros and stuff and Mm -hmm. tried to guide myself back into the direction that I wanted to be in and then I was like you know what like I need someone to tell me what to do like Mm -hmm. I love having the accountability so hired a coach and I don't regret it like I love having a coach and having someone Mm -hmm. to guide me it's honestly very very nice Mm -hmm. to know that someone wants you to achieve your goals just as much as you do yeah and that goes for like any season you're in if you're a lifestyle person if you're a prep client if you just want to kind of fine-tune things with your training have the accountability so many benefits to having a coach whether you're in prep or not in prep yeah I feel like a lot of things or not things but I feel like Having a coach has always been a frowned upon thing because everyone is very egotistical Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I can do that myself or I Mm -hmm. don't really need someone to tell me, like, I can figure it out. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like, having two brains come together, having two eyes come together to see different perspectives Mm -hmm. and come together so that way you can really excel where you are right now is honestly the best thing that you can do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And whether that may even be starting with a friend, like, hey, can you be brutally honest with me with my check-in photos? Or, hey, can you Mm -hmm. hold me accountable when it comes to my eating? Like, little things like that, having people to guide you is important, I think. 100%. And I just want to plug the challenge that we're going to be doing real quick for the podcast listeners, because we haven't announced it yet, but we are running a six-week challenge starting October 3rd. This is going to be to pretty much reboot your metabolism. It's called the Metabolic Revamp Challenge. The Metabolic Revamp Challenge, just so we can get our metabolisms in a good spot, because most girls have downregulated metabolisms. You're having trouble losing that stubborn fat. You might be eating already a low amount of food, training a lot, but you just can't find the right tools to get you to your goals. So that's why we're offering this challenge, and it's going to be super exciting. I'm really stoked for it, because we put so much like time and effort mm-hmm. into making this as creative and as fun as enjoyable as possible for you guys Mm -hmm. so that way not only are you learning and being educated throughout the journey of the six weeks but you are also benefiting in your health and in your physique and in your fitness and in just your overall wellness journey so it's really really exciting and I can't wait (laughs) yes we'll have more details coming about that I can put the link in the description if you're interested in learning more about it Mm -hmm. and you can even sign up if it sounds like it's something good for you so um Going off of that, we can go back into like a little bit of the post-show things. Um, One thing I want to touch on a little more is that I switched coaches in the post-show period. So 
I know I've had so many girls message me since I transitioned coaches in the post-show period with girls just saying that they need a new coach, whatever. How do you do that transition? So um, I think the most important thing is to just make sure your needs are being met by your coach. And post-show is going to be hard, so also don't blame it on your coach. But just make sure you guys are on the same wavelength about everything and you'll be good. But I, like I said, stick with your your coach post-show. That's going to be crucial. And another tip post-show that I learned from watching other people going through, through the post-show period was um, treat it like you're still in prep. The, yeah. the six to eight to even ten weeks after your show because you're still going to be dieting out of show. You need that exit strategy with that reverse diet post-show to get through that period successfully. So, um That's something I thought that once show day was over, I can just go back to normal. But you're still technically in prep, and it kind of sucks because after your show, you're still in prep, but you don't have another show to look forward to if you're done with your shows at least. So it's hard to stay stay motivated, to stay disciplined, to stay sticking to a protocol. I had such trouble adhering to protocols for so long after my show. And it does kind of stink to look at it that way because after your show, you kind of just want to celebrate and be like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like I did that. Like now mm-hmm. I can enjoy myself and you can enjoy yourself, but sticking to that prep mentality is probably what's going to get you farthest because mm-hmm. not doing so, you're going to find yourself in all these different little hiccups down the road. And if you could do it for 10 to 20 weeks, like you can do it for another four to six. And exactly. the best part about that is you're able to fit in flexible foods. You're able mm-hmm. to have the things that you enjoy just in moderation, in portion control and all of the good stuff. So you are mm-hmm. growing out of prep, but significantly sticking to the morals that you set for yourself throughout the prep. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think it also helps not to like sabotage yourself by keeping like all those cookies in your freezer like I see so many girls do that they have they keep all these sweets in their house like that's gonna make it so much harder for you like if you can just like keep the basics keep the things that are like whatever your plan is keep those things yeah you want some fun foods but like if you're keeping like all these cookies like those fancy ass cookies in your freezer after your show like that's gonna make it very tempting for you and then you might binge that's literally me so (laughs) My parents drove up to the show and they brought me a homemade cake from one of my best friends back at home because she bakes. And let me tell you, like, I've always been obsessed with everything that she bakes. Every time she baked, I'd go over Mm -hmm. and pick something up because I loved it. And this was back in high school. So, like, now that she's had more experience baking and that she actually, like, sells her Mm -hmm. baking, like, it's it's the bomb. (laughs) So, I was like, I didn't even ask. I just told my parents, like, I wanted something sweet after the show and they asked my friend to make me a cake and she had sent me a picture the night before oh. and she was like love you and it was a picture of my cake and I was like oh my gosh and let me tell you this cake was ginormous like this big it was like a bunt cake like triple quadruple hella chocolate oh my <laughs> gosh which is my favorite sounds fire so like post show I had one little sliver and I was like man that is freaking good oh and you know I can't leave my cake at the hotel so I took it home and I kid you not, that whole ass cake was gone within five days post-show. And I would sneak some cake when James, again, was upstairs, <laughs> when James was out with his friends. And I'd be like, okay, well, a slice of cake a day isn't going to hurt me. That was my mentality. And that was me validating 
for something that I knew wasn't going to benefit me. Mm-hmm. So I was eating this sliver of cake, and I'd always ask James if he wanted some cake, just so that way maybe if he had some, I'd feel better about myself. <laughs> and he'd always say no, because he has just, during that time, he had a stronger mentality than I did. I was vulnerable. Yeah, he was post-show, too. Yeah, I was vulnerable. And maybe he just doesn't like sweets like I do. But anyways. Yeah, I fucking was, love my sweets, yeah, so that makes it difficult. Yeah, me too. I freaking ate the damn cake. <laughs> <laughs> but, I probably yeah. could have eaten that cake in one day post-show. Oh my gosh. Like, I just, I remember it was awful. I just couldn't feel satiated. Like, that week after the hard. show, I was, like, in Dallas here. I was just, like, fucking starving, like, eating everything. Like, I had no hunger cues. Like, uh, my body did nev- like, never told me stop. My body never told me I was hungry. So I just mm-hmm. ate, like, freelancy. Mm-hmm. Like, like I didn't have any yeah. sort of system in my body telling me what to do or controlling me. It was kind of like, you're eating because, like, you're st- you starved yourself for so long. Mm-hmm. You need to eat. I had that mm-hmm. caveman mentality. It's yeah. Like, whatever's you're in like, front of you, you're going to eat it. Exactly. Because who knows when you're going to get this. You're, again. like, literally in fight or flight mode. Yeah. And you're just going to eat. It was horrible. I remember post-show, we went to Cheesecake Factory, and I yeah. got, like, this chicken parm plate that was literally, like, this big, full, like, fully loaded. Mind you, before this, James and I shared three cheesecakes. <laughs> yeah. So I have, like, this whole thing, and everyone's like, Brie, you're not going to finish that. And I was like... Fuck yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, I've been eating grass for, like, 12 weeks. You think I'm not going to finish this? I ate the whole thing, licked it clean... And I literally passed out in the booth at Cheesecake Factory. Like, I ate it, and I was like... Damn. It was crazy. I, re- I kind of regret it. My tummy hurt. But <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Hey, Dally. He's going to knock over the camera over there. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But is there anything... Ignore the dog. Is there anything else, any other tips... That you'd say to people um, um i would advice. say if you are craving something sweet and you know you shouldn't eat it whether you are post-show or whether you are trying to live a healthier lifestyle find those little diet hacks and a lot of those diet hacks are going to be like sugar-free things so limit yourself to certain amounts of quantities those daily because of the fact that those sugar-free things don't have the best ingredients in them so mm-hmm. for me a big thing that we have in our household right now are those Mio's or those crystal light squirters because they're zero calories, but they have really good flavoring to your water. So it's nice to crave, like me, I've been mm-hmm. wanting like a popsicle or I've been wanting like ice cream. So usually mm-hmm. like I'll just get water and put the Mio's and then drink it. Or sometimes I'll even freeze mm-hmm. it and make a little slushy. And I think that's like super yummy too. Or like mm-hmm. sugar-free Jello. So just finding mm-hmm. alternatives to stay healthy, but having those things in moderation because the ingredients aren't the best for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, plus like your digestion is going to be super off post-show yeah. too um, because you haven't been used to like so many foods. So if you start like eating everything, putting everything back in your diet, de- you're going to have like digestive issues, bloating, all of those things. So definitely like slowly incorporate foods again. I would say even stick to foods that you ate during prep, but, like, in larger quantities, like, yeah. stuff like that, I think would be better looking back at it. Yeah. And if you know, like, milk or ice cream hurts your tummy, don't eat milk <laughs> or ice cream. <laughs> like, like take it slow. Let your body, like Abby said, adjust to the mm-hmm. foods that you're going to be feeding it again. Reintroduce those things in small portions mm-hmm. so that way when you have a whole meal in that quantity, you're going to be fine. Exactly. But yeah. big thing is to stay hydrated. 
Mm-hmm. Very much so. That definitely helps with everything. Keep doing your steps, those things. Your cardio is probably going to get tapered down or even taken out, but steps help with your digestion, your yep. mentality, like literally everything. Yeah. I so, love walking. <laughs> we love walking. We love getting our steps. Um, I will go on a walk with you, but don't ask me to stick with you after cardio, like for the no, gym. <laughs> that's different. Me and the Stairmaster are not friends. Mm-hmm. No. Or the elliptical. Yeah. Is there, like, I still feel like I'm still kind of scarred from, like, cardio and prep a little bit. <laughs> Me too. Is there, like, foods that, like, you can't eat or, like, you eggs. couldn't eat? <laughs> no, but just because of prep? Is it eggs? Yeah, I had eggs this morning, and I had bacon and eggs, so, like, I mixed it together, and I ate all the eggs that had pieces of bacon in it, but the eggs that didn't, I, like, tried to put <laughs> it in my mouth, and I was like, I'm not even going to try. I'm yeah, because, like, I realized that, like, recently, like, Sometimes I just, like, can't figure out what I want to eat because, like, everything just seems like it's going to gross me out. Like, I was never like that (laughs) before prep. I don't know if it's because of prep. Like, sometimes I get, like, a little PTSD from some prep foods. Yeah, like, for me lately, it's been chicken. Like, yesterday, James Mm -hmm. and I went to this really nice Mexican restaurant, and we just ordered, like, a big steaming hot plate of fajitas and chicken fajitas. Yum! So... We got that, and I ate all the beef fajitas, and he was like, you didn't even touch the chicken. I was like, nope. Yeah. He's like, why did you order chicken? <laughs> You're yeah. not going to touch it. And I was like, well, I'll try it. And I tried mm-hmm. it, and, like, for me, if I eat chicken, it has to be, like, made a certain way. It can't mm-hmm. be too juicy. can't be too dry. Mm-hmm. Like, if I bite into a piece of chicken and juices oh, come out, I'm oh, literally going to, like, gag yeah. and spit I'm, it out. I'm also picky with my chicken, and but... Yeah, no eggs, no chicken. It's just funny them, to see that comparison because, like, in prep, like, I would eat anything if I could eat it. Like, oh, my gosh. Me too. I would eat, like, fish. Like, I would eat shrimp. Like, things I don't usually eat that much out of prep. Like, yeah. I would literally eat anything. In prep, I would make my breakfast and take it to school and take it to class. So I'd have, like, my oats or my overnight oats or cream of rice or whatever it was. And then, like, a small little container of just straight-up cooked egg whites with hot sauce. And, like, when I'd microwave it on campus, like, the egg whites would leak water. Ooh. Yeah. But at that time, I was like, man, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then now I'm like, eh, Right? So no, it's so crazy. And, like, that's a big thing is just, like, being food-focused. In prep, after prep, a while after prep, you're going to be food-focused. So yeah. just know you'll get through it. Treat it like you're still in prep. And you'll get more flexibility back into your life soon. Yeah. Just be patient. And go watch some people on YouTube dealing with the same things. Yeah. That helps. I have videos about that. I watch other people with videos about that. It makes everything feel a lot more normalized, like you're not alone. And a lot of people don't like to talk about post-show for whatever reason, but everyone struggles with it. Maybe yeah. even James does secretly. <laughs> I'm sure. But, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like, if you've literally never talked to this person in your life, but you know they've gone through a show... DM them and be like, hey, like, mm-hmm. how was your perspective post-show? Like, I, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going through. I just want to mm-hmm. see how you maybe overcame things. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you have different ways that maybe I can implement in my life that might mm-hmm. help me. Things like that. Like, don't be afraid to reach out to people because I feel like going to like-minded people or going to people who have gone through an experience like that will not gatekeep their mm-hmm. tips and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to be able to know that you can reach out to people. So... Abby and I are always here to DM if you need to. Yes. I get a lot of DMs about that still from people watching the post-show episodes. I'm like, this is very, very relevant still to everybody. So. Yeah, I agree. I think that's it. How many minutes are we at? We're at 25, so we're really sticking to that 
almost 30 minute mark yeah so i think that's it for now if you guys have any questions feel free to message us on instagram um our instagram will be in the caption with our other links coaching links um the challenge links all the good stuff i'll be in the description but thank you guys so much for listening or watching on youtube if you're looking on youtube we appreciate you guys and we'll see you soon